Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. We have our man, Zach Brown, making his, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh, something. Been a, a really regular and welcome guest here on our podcast, often speaking about IndyCar or Formula One. This time it is the big news we have been waiting for and hoping for confirmation of Aero McLaren Racing SP, with the SP being Sam Schmidt and Rick Peterson, that will be coming in 2020 to the NTT IndyCar Series, powered by Chevrolet. Big changes afoot for what is coming to Aero McLaren SP, leaving Honda after eight years, seeming change on the driver horizon as well knowing that while James Hinchcliffe has one year left on his contract with Aero Schmidt Peterson Motorsports, so much of what he does, both with the support of Honda Canada and also personal services contract with Honda in the television commercials that he stars in, could be very problematic for him to continue with a team that is now headed to the bow tie, current leaders in the IndyCar Championship Team Penske representing Chevrolet, winners of the majority of the races this year and the Indy 500. So smart move for the team in terms of competitive opportunities with Chevrolet. Definitely though, a lot of shakeups and ripples will be felt as a result of the move away from Honda. So spoke with Zach for about 40 minutes, touched on the majority of topics of interest why Aero SPM instead of Andretti Autosport or others, the decisions possibly on drivers, what might happen there, not much to offer. They did not mention who would or would not be driving for the team starting next year. So understandably, what wasn't mentioned in a press release, he's not going to reveal, although I love Zach, on my podcast. Robert Wickens is another angle to consider, and while it wasn't something that we got into here, it is known that McLaren and Aero SPM will honor the commitment to Robert to field him in a car once he is ready to return from his injuries. That's a positive. Again, provided Robert wants to do so with the team using Chevrolet power. Spoke about Fernando Alonso, spoke about a variety of things, so if you've read all the news in the press releases, I'd be lying to you if I said that there was a ton of new things awaiting you here in our conversation, but I do believe it's important to hear from Zach and hear his thoughts and the reasoning behind some of the things that are happening and the thought processes that will go into how the team is managed, who will be involved there, and some of the things we look forward to learning here in the weeks and months ahead as more decisions are made on what Aero McLaren SP will look like when it does emerge in 2020. All right, let's get going with our man, Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren Racing, on what should be a very powerful organization at some point in the very near future in the NTT IndyCar series. We've been hearing for a while coming out of May that there was definitely a strong desire for McLaren to come back in IndyCar was a while there. We thought it might just be another return to the Indy 500 that coming next season. Not exactly sure how, but I had been hearing about that. You'd made some comments that, Hey, we don't want folks lasting memory to be 
May 2019, we know we can, we are better. Walk us through just the general, not so much timeline, but just the, the process of if we're going to come back, how should we come back? And if we come back, what form? Standalone team by ourselves, full-time, partner with somebody? Curious, because there's a, obviously a lot of decision-making that's gone on over the last couple of months. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me kind of hit all of that or as much of that as I can, uh, not necessarily in uh, the order in which you framed up those those questions. I guess we'd start with, uh, first and foremost, you know, anything that we do cannot compromise our Formula One efforts. That is uh, the, the heart and soul of McLaren racing. And so uh, now that we have... Uh, you know, feel we're in a better place in our Formula One team. We certainly have a long way to go, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. I've got my leadership team in place with Andreas Seidel, my technical director, and James Key, uh, two new great drivers. You know, feel that our Formula One team uh, has a strong foundation to, to move forward. So, you know, in these decisions, uh, timing and, and impact to the overall racing is you know, kind of the first gate we need to get through. And you've always and, been um, consistent in that saying before we consider anything longer term, bigger picture for IndyCar, we have to get the formula one team back on track. And for any of those who've watched formula one this season uh, and happen to be McLaren fans, I mean, honestly, you have to be happy to look at, you've created that reality to then allow you to consider IndyCar um, having the first pillar yeah. in place. C- correct. So uh, while still a lot of work ahead of us, um, you know, we're, we're, we're racers. We, we want to go racing. It's uh, uh, in, in uh, racing, as you know, you, you go for the gap. So I uh, felt there was a, uh, an opportunity here so, so that was kind of a, the first thing is making sure we're in a, in a good place, headed the right direction in Formula One. Then, you know, IndyCar has, you know, we've got great history in it. Uh, North America is a very important market to a lot of our key stakeholders, being our sponsor partners, our automotive business, our technology business. It's a commercial differentiator for us uh, in, in the Formula One uh, pit lane. I think this year at Indy uh, proved out for us that from a, a commercial uh, point of view, uh, we were successful in not just um, the amount of partners that we brought in, but it was our Formula One partners supporting IndyCar, such as BAT and Dell. We then uh, developed new partnerships, Aero Electronics, which then you know followed us from uh, IndyCar to Formula One, and then new partners to McLaren 
AutoNation, ScanSource, MindMaze. So I think this year validated for us that from a, a business point of view, that indeed uh, being in IndyCar uh, was was good for business and, and not just good for IndyCar, good for McLaren Group and our businesses and good for our Formula One team. So we've never, that validated that and we've never uh, wavered from our desire to be uh, in IndyCar um, for, for those reasons. Well, what, you know, we did learn, I learned this year was, you know, if you're going to do uh, IndyCar and the Indy 500, you better be fully committed. It is too difficult of a championship. Um, great teams, great drivers, and to go about it, you know, in a, in a part-time manner um, is, is, I think, too tall of an order for any racing team. And so when I look back and see uh, the mistakes uh, that, that we made, it's pretty clear and it was more than, than one. So, you know, I always say uh, in, in life, you know, mistakes are okay. Uh, just learn from them and don't make the same mistake twice. So it was clear either we needed to be uh, all in or don't do it. And while uh, it was pretty um, pretty bad experience uh, on a you know personal and professional level this year, I don't think you can. If you're going to be a racer, you're, you're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to crash. And if when you crash you quit, then you probably shouldn't be in in motor racing. And so. Uh, while the natural tendency when you have a, a big public failure like that is to hold your head pretty pretty low, um, you got to get back on that horse. And so uh, the way we're going uh, to attack our IndyCar uh, proposition, I feel much more comfortable with, confident uh, with. It's, it's a proper... Uh, long-term commitment to the sport and um, you know everyone is is very excited know that of the options being explored obviously you and the Andretti team uh, you and Michael Andretti I should say have a great relationship on a separate front with uh, your uh, co-effort down under in the Australian supercar series but just business to business Andretti Autosport and McLaren Racing obviously came together, had great success in 2017 at the Indy 500. Know that obviously there would have been conversations saying, hey, could this be possible if we're talking about working together in 2020? The arrangement you've come to, though, with the uh, the currently known as Aeroschmidt-Peterson Motorsports team, curious if you can share thoughts on that partnership that's coming forth here with Arrow McLaren Racing SP and such, and also the style, Zach, because that's the part that I find most interesting. Some fans might have thought, oh, well, McLaren's going to buy and basically overwrite uh, a team or going to do something that is true ownership stake, but 
again, from everything I understand, this is more of a technical partnership, uh, a technical union than true. We have our name on quote ownership papers involved. A, is that accurate? And B, can you share if it is accurate, the mindset behind that, which might be different from what some people might've expected. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one, uh, obviously don't want to get into the uh, finer details of the business arrangement. What I can say is it's a long-term commitment that uh, can evolve uh, over time. Uh, we're uh, investing substantial monies uh, in, in the team and you know, if I look at how we raced in 2017, um, while that was a fantastic experience, you know, it didn't have much McLaren uh, DNA in it. And when I look at how we raced in 2019, while it had a tremendous amount of, uh, uh, you know, us in it because it was a, a you know, it was our racing team that was uh, assembled and put together. That that secret sauce didn't work uh, successfully, and so what opportunity we found with uh, STM was kind of a hybrid of the two, where we've made a long term commitment. Uh, we're 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 partners uh, in, in how we go racing. Uh, the uh, ownership stake remains owned by uh, Sam Schmidt and Rick Peterson, but you know it's it's the start of something that has uh, deeper roots uh, in it. And I think you know why SPM uh, a variety of reasons. Uh, one, we think we can help take their team, uh, now our team, uh, from an occasional winner to uh, a front runner. Won't happen overnight, but I think the ingredients are there. I think uh, the McLaren brand will um, help uh, uh, in, in recruiting uh, the necessary uh, people, uh, whether those people are, uh, drivers or technicians, et cetera, and bring more depth to the team. I think it's got a great foundation that I think will just make stronger. I think we can, uh, aero electronics played a critical pivotal role in bringing us together. I, I would say there were as much an architect of this marriage um, as anyone. You know, they're partnering with us in Formula One, they're the title sponsor of uh, the IndyCar team that we do business with them uh, in our automotive technology and racing business. So they're really integrated into McLaren as a business partner. Um, I have personally, of course, known John Flack for over a dozen years when he was my president of JMI. There's so some company he might have worked for I've heard of before. Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Exactly. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm very confident in John Flack 
as an operator, you know, I, I know how he operates. He runs a, um, he runs a good business. Uh, Sam's a racer. Rick's a racer. Uh, Taylor. So as I look inside their organization, I'm very happy with the foundations. Uh, I only, I anticipate us, um, uh, incrementally supporting them. I, I would not expect, uh, to see, uh, much change within the existing racing team. What I think you'll see is some additional new faces like Jill DeFerrin, um, who on behalf of McLaren will lead our IndyCar efforts. So I think we'll take them, uh, over time to have the, the resources and, and a, a deeper bench if you'd like, by adding some McLaren know-how from back in England, um, some technologies, obviously, uh, developing an IndyCar is much more restrictive than Formula One, but we think there's areas that we can assist. Um, and, And so that, you know, that brings everything together. And then, you know, I think Chevrolet is also being a key part uh, in this, and I feel SPM think Chevrolet can help take them to the next level with the commitment that they're collectively making to the, the new era of McLaren uh, racing SP team. Those are the two topics I wanted to touch on next, Zach, being the team and Gilles and also Chevy. So I'll go in that order. So when Gilles, uh, after his driving days, was running his own racing team, here in IndyCar, also knowing that that uh, started out in sports cars. He had the late, great, and beloved John Ando Anderson really as his, uh, call it his general manager, his man on the floor, making things happen. Jill was very hands-on, but also a big-picture guy. But he, de- what made that team work was having Ando being the man there, truly making sure everything happened correctly, applying decades of experience. How do you foresee knowing that SPM currently has uh, the awesome young Taylor Kyle growing in a general manager position, talking just operationally, not necessarily the John Flack big picture level, but operationally, how do you and SPM foresee someone like Gilles coming in and complimenting? Uh, I know that uh, McLaren's been very direct in saying, we're not diverting people from, you know, mechanics, crew, engineers, whatnot from uh, F1. F1 is still in isolation. We'll be adding folks, but they will be dedicated to help on this IndyCar program. Just curious how you see the the blending of two families, because that, as you well know, is ripe for either boom, big success, or sometimes it can lead to a, a, a lingering challenge to make two new families really find that that sweet competitive spot 100 percent. so i think a lot of that comes down to uh individual uh personalities and so you know if we talk about jill here for a moment um jill is a big picture race winner he's raced with uh, the best team in IndyCar, and as far as I'm concerned, one of the best racing teams in the world. Uh, so obviously, uh, uh, Penske Racing. And 
you know, if I look at, uh, I give Zero a lot of credit for, you know, what we've achieved this winter in Formula One. And Zero came in to uh, our Formula One team as, as the new guy, and not even with a, a Formula One track record like he uh, has in IndyCar. And if I look at the way Gilles uh, settled in, uh, kind of um, lowered into the racing team, he's a team player. He he's thoughtful. He's big picture. You know, he's not a a ball in a china shop. He he has opinions, but he's very um, thoughtful in uh, how he operates with people. And, and I, again, I think uh, he's been a a big contributor to uh, the McLaren um, turnaround, if you want to call it as such. And so when I look at the uh, individuals, Sam, you know, specifically uh, Taylor, uh, Jill and Taylor uh, are hit it off immediately. And so I think if you get the wrong personality mix, that's when you can have a, a, a mess on your hands. And when I look at Jill, one of his greatest strengths are, you know, not many people, as you know, um, can walk up and down a pit lane and kind of get high marks from everyone. Show me someone who doesn't like Jill DeFerrin, and that's the first time I will have met someone. There are a few people um, I love messing with more than Gilles DeFerrin. Yeah, absolutely love the guy. <laughs> so I, I think he and Taylor are the right I- ingredients to put together to do some magic stuff uh, as opposed to, um, oh no, you know, when we get these two guys in the room, uh, trouble's going to, trouble's going to breathe. So I, I think that's one of Jill's great strengths is I think he will settle in. He will work very closely with Taylor. And I think he'll, you know, obviously add a lot of value from his experience in winning an IndyCar. He knows what great looks like, but then he also has all the knowledge of what's going inside McLaren. So he'll know where, McLaren can, you know, best help and support and add incremental um, benefit uh, to the to the IndyCar team. So I, I couldn't think of a better person um, to, to to land inside an organization. And on the other side, what I've seen out of uh, Taylor uh, is a very professional, very thoughtful. Um, very buttoned up uh, leader of a race team who is very open-minded. You know, our conversations with him, he knows there's areas that the race team can improve and he's embracing that because also if you had the wrong personality on that side, you know, that could not be a healthy mix. So uh, I couldn't be happier looking at the combination of Taylor and Jill and knowing that those two are going to be the primary, you know, certainly technical uh, leaders and collaborators. I think we've got a great, uh, you know, one, two punch there. A little bit of a, a, 
tougher question to follow. Last question on the team side, Zach. Like you, I'm a, a huge, huge fan of Taylor, knowing that, you know, in his rise up the organization uh, <clears throat> placed into the general manager role uh, this season, I think he has been doing an excellent job. Also think that he has been in a position of, in many ways, inheriting some things that maybe given more time on his own, you know, without any McLaren involvement, the team would turn be turning itself around next year. You are coming into a team, though, that if I, I'm going to disqualify among IndyCar the Foyt team, they've been in a very bad way competitively for a while. But looking at the current Aero SPM program, I would have to say the most underperforming team in the paddock based on effort and expectation, knowing that there was a, a sizable investment uh, again from Arrow actually joining now with their name as a part of the, the title of the team. It's been a great effort to try and take the team further up the paddock uh, this year. Looks like, you know, there's still some areas possibly on the engineering side, maybe on the R and D side coming into the 2019 season that uh, were, have been off a little bit. Is that an area where you think right away with Gilles vast technical expertise and know-how, do you think that might be the area that of all the learning how to work together and, and form a union aspects on the plate, do you think that might be an area of priority and expertise where McLaren might be able to help raise every aspect of this new union coming out in 2020? I think it's, too early to tell. I, I I think it would be unfair for me to um, say we have all the answers sitting here, and, and also uh, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to publicly comment on areas in which we think uh, they may be slightly deficient because the results are the results. So, you know. Clearly, to your point, they're not winning races often, so uh, there is room for improvement, but I, I, I think I'd want to let us settle in and, and better understand um, where we think we can make the greatest contribution, but I, I think you know we've identified enough areas um, that we think we can make a, a good contribution, and I think in with how competitive IndyCar racing is, you know, these guys had a second place in Detroit. Hinch is just coming off a, a, a podium. You know, they're not that far off um, from where they, they need to be, right? They're just the series is that competitive. So yep. I, I, I don't think, you know, I think this is about incremental gains, in, in areas as opposed to, um, you know, you got to turn something on its head. Fair point. And then we're talking if the team as a whole found a 10th, one and a half tenths, their season would be completely different. And again, I'm just speaking in generalisms, but with the acquisition of one tenth, two tenths uh, of a second per lap, the team's in a completely different place. Let, let's shift Zach to close. Totally. 
on uh, on manufacturer and also the driver front because obviously drivers were not mentioned in uh, the release here but certainly going to be the main point of intrigue i think for many fans in the uh, coming weeks uh, and months ahead but let's start with chevy having been with honda for the debut with andretti in 2017 having been with chevy this year during the month of may some really intriguing stuff here if we're talking the competitive balance i know our friends at the bow tie have wanted so not speaking ill of any of their teams other than outside of penske and indycar we just know that when we look at the win column this year uh there's a heck of a lot of penske winning on behalf of the bow tie leading the championship right now with new garden they also hold third place with pagano powers in fifth etc but there is a fairly significant gap among the chevy stable that if you're not penske there's not a lot of 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 air support and firepower uh, for the brand in terms of getting to victory lane the thought of what we have now in aero mclaren sp representing chevrolet in terms of competitive balance in terms of potential if i'm jim campbell at gm if i'm mark kent I'm doing a happy dance because I just helped to welcome a team, I think, with great potential to add more victories uh, on an annual basis. Share some thoughts about this partnership with Chevy and how what you've put together, Zach, could very well really help strengthen Chevy's overall imprint on IndyCar year by year going forward. Yeah, so we are super excited to be with with Chevy. Um, You know, they made it uh, very clear uh, really a couple of years ago, I think when we were in Detroit, it feels like a couple of years ago, um, that they were McLaren fans. Uh, Jim Campbell, Mark Royce, Mark Kent, and the, the conversations when we told them of our the uh, desire to get into IndyCar, they made it real clear. If McLaren's coming IndyCar racing, let us know. We'd love to partner with McLaren. And it's they were outstanding at Indianapolis this year. I think they're a, a great company and a bunch of racers. I love their Lamar program. And I, I think, you know, you're, you're right when you kind of go down uh, the win column. Uh, Penske puts the majority of the uh, Chevy wins on the board. And so, you know, while not wanting to speak on behalf of Chevy, I think, you know, clearly the more competitive teams they have, the better off they are. I think the uh, IndyCar is such a competitive series that, you know, it seems to, you know, ebb, ebb and flow and sometimes be, you know, one stronger at Indy than another, one stronger on road courses than another. Um, the commitment's strong. Um, I think to be in the same equipment as Roger Penske is a, is a great place to, to be uh, because, you know, uh, Roger's always going to make sure he's got the best equipment or is pushing to have the best equipment. So I think, um, 
you're in you're in safe hands when you've got the same power unit in the back of your car that as, as Roger Penske has, and they've, they've been great to work with, and, and they're racers, and so I you know spend time with them when I go see them in Le Mans or IndyCar races, and um, so I, I think it's it's a great partnership. We're super excited. They've uh, also been a key element of making this happen without the support that they've given us uh, this deal wouldn't have, wouldn't have come together. So I think between uh, Aero and, and Chevy, those two need a big shout out for, you know, this marriage coming together. Let's close on driver, Zach. So again, in the announcement, uh, nothing mentioned. We have read, and, and I think we can safely state there's been fairly well understood interest in a certain young badass Californian by the name of Colton Herta. Uh, we look at some other drivers out there. I know that uh, Felipe Nasr just recently did a test with SPM. Um, there are some great young drivers we could look at maybe in the McLaren pipeline. Uh, Latifi stands out. We've got two drivers currently competing for the team in James Hinchcliffe and Marcus Erickson. Again, I'd love for you to tell us everything and have all kinds of breaking news here. What can you share with us, at least on the process of identifying who might drive for you next year? Um, and I think there could be, you know, I believe Hinch might have one more year with his contract and whatnot. I don't know how easy it is. I know using Chevy power certainly took some some great minds to make that happen. Part of me wonders if uh, the whatever ends up being the 2020 Aero McLaren SP driver lineup might take some some similar strategery to uh, to pull that off as well. But what can you share with us on mindset, who we might see, or if you can talk about any of that? Well, you know, definitely. So, you know, my uh, initial uh, recommendation, unfortunately, uh, everyone uh, shot down. They thought I was too old and not fit enough anymore. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm no longer in the consideration set. Now, see, I can um, say this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of many, but I am a report. Well, I'm a reporter now, but I look, I've seen Zach Brown formula Atlantic and, you know, I've, Look, I remember when you were a race car driver, man. I saw it. I was a young mechanic then too, but I can actually say, you know, I there was a there was a time that wouldn't have been a crazy thing to consider. It was a long, long time ago. Many pounds <laughs> ago in my case. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> exactly. So uh, um you know, the the situation in, in your ride is, is James Hinchcliffe is uh, on the contract. So I think that, uh, you know, answers that question. And then uh, Marcus Erickson is, is new to IndyCar. Um, as we now get into our uh, review of, you know, what do we want to do together, uh, drivers, uh, and driver, and, and long-term thinking even beyond 20, um, is, a, you know, arguably uh, one of, if not the most important element of a successful uh, IndyCar team. And, you know, I think it's as much of a, which I think is exciting, driver's championship as it is a team championship, where if you get into Formula One, as Fernando said some time ago, you know, it's turned into a constructor championship first. And I think when you look at the um, race results, it kind of supports that. So 
drivers will be something that we uh, look at closely and something that we look at with um, a short and long-term view. And so uh, no decisions have been made yet. You'll, you'll see uh, Joe and a few other uh, people uh, from McLaren joining the last couple IndyCar races, just as uh, SPM, uh, Taylor and, and, and John visited us uh, in Hungary. And that's certainly uh, near the top of the list of, uh, you know, what's that look like in the, uh, in the, in the future. And then of course, um, experience is, is very important. And, um, you know, having a, a long runway, if you look at what we did in Formula One, we have two young drivers, one rookie, one quite experienced, and that's working uh, really well, uh, Lando and, and Carlos. So not saying that's exactly the same approach we'll take, but I think it gives you a sense of uh, the type of thinking uh, that we think uh, makes sense. And then, of course, you know, we're going to do this very hand-in-hand um, with with Sam, uh, you know, drivers is something he knows uh, a lot about, and so you know, moving forward, um, you know, our decisions are not McLaren decisions or SPM decisions; they're uh, uh, group decisions. We're now we're now one team, but I think Sam would um, concur with everything that I've uh, said here to you today. Fernando Alonso, as I've I've read many fans say they assume that if McLaren does come to IndyCar full-time that would equate our favorite two-time Formula One world champion Spaniard being part of the program I think folks have gotten a feel in the last month or two Fernando's been the hey if I'm interested I'll do it if I'm not I won't but don't sign me up for anything full-time in your mind because I'm not doing it curious where and why don't we close on on good old fernando if and where he might be in your general mental register whether it's maybe a full-time opportunity or if i don't know a third car for the indy 500 which spm does traditionally if if he has a desire that could be a door you keep open just curious where you factor good old uh fast effing fernando into this equation well, the door is always open for Fernando. He's, he's part of the family. He's a contracted um, McLaren uh, driver. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, he doesn't have a, a full racing calendar ahead of him. And uh, he's obviously well aware of what we're, we're doing here. And uh, I'll be uh, seeing him later in the year, and we'll be discussing uh, our plans and, and his plans, and we'll see if uh, those converge. Uh, at, at any, uh, at any point. 10-4. Well, we're going to have to do some keep your eyes tuned on further announcements in terms of who will be driving for the team. Uh, a lot of fascinating things to consider there on that front. I don't know, Zach, how, uh, how do you think this is going to be received once you, uh, once Gilles maybe rocks up in Pocono and, and gets to see some of the folks that were just viewing him as friendly Gilles, now the need to look at him as rival competitor Gilles. Nope, you're not coming and getting your coffee here, pal. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Because you guys aren't coming to be nice. We, you're nice people, 
but you're not coming to be nice. How do you think this is going to go down? I, I think first and foremost, I think the fans, which are the most important part of the sport, are going to be uh, excited. Uh, you know, the IndyCar community uh, are a bunch of racers, and I think they'll be excited. They've uh, been so embracing of, of both of our uh, Indy 500 entries, so I think we'll get a uh, a warm reception from the fan base, which is quite exciting because they're the ones who really make this sport go round and round. And then, uh, of course, we've got a lot of great friends in, in Pit Lane, Jill does, I do, and uh, I think those friendships will remain. But uh, when the uh, green flag drops, we'll all, we'll all be competitors, but I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to that. And that was our friend Zach Brown, McLaren Racing CEO, with plenty of thoughts and background approaches to what's coming here with Arrow McLaren SP in 2020. If this is your first chance listening to the Marshall Pruitt podcast, we do have a somewhat new, there's a little bit of new website smell left over on marshallpruittpodcast.com. All 600 plus episodes are there waiting for you. We've broken them into some fairly simple categories. Week in IndyCar, week in sports car, inside the sports car paddock, our three standard weekly shows, then a variety of other goodies catching up with episodes my racing life and careers also do a lot of audio features in car racing audio and ambient audio so got all that little magnifying glass in the top right of the site if you want to type in a variety of keywords lots of stuff to look for there so if you get a chance marshallpruittpodcast.com and also ways for you to subscribe once again thank you to cooper tires thank you to the justice brothers and thank you for listening